0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Jibs Podcast. Uh, we have a really exciting episode today. Uh, I have Paul Thomas here with me uh, who runs Plum Health. And Plum Health uh, is fascinating because the the mission is providing affordable health care uh, to the people of Detroit, uh, which is very needed and which is what we're going to cover today. Yeah. And uh, Paul, if you just kind of want to tell us about who you are, uh, how you got started in medicine and what Plum Health is all about.
1: Yeah, so my name is Paul Thomas. I'm a family medicine doctor. Um, I did my training at Wayne State University School of Medicine here in Detroit. Mm -hmm. And when I was 17 I started volunteering at a a free clinic um, on Cass Avenue and working shoulder to shoulder with Wayne State med students. And I was so impressed with the students that they were able to take care of homeless, uninsured, elderly folks who were vulnerable in the community. And then I I met the attending, the doctor who was overseeing everything, and at that point, I knew that family medicine was the the type of service that I wanted to provide to the world, mm-hmm. and so I really set my sight on going to Wayne State and being one of those students who ran that clinic in the future, mm-hmm. and also giving back in that really tangible way. Yeah, um, and my my business Plum Health kind of embodies those those ideals of providing affordable, accessible healthcare for everyone, regardless of your income level. What I say is like, if you have an income, you can afford our service. It's about 10 bucks a month for kids, and it's about the cost of a cell phone bill for adults. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's what I do. It's a membership model. People can come and see me whenever they need me. They also have my cell number, so they can call or text me whenever they might need me as well.
0: Yeah. So, uh Obviously there's a lot of uh, healthcare concerns in the city, um, whether it's like access to uh, healthy nutritional foods or just local clinics that people can go to. Um, So really starting Plum Health, uh, where did you start in the city and how did you start getting people to uh, really buy into what you were doing?
1: Yeah, I think any business starts with relationships. And for me, Part of those relationships were formed by taking classes at like build institute or tech town here in detroit and having a cohort of people who heard your story and mm-hmm. understood what you believed and those people became my first champions my first customers the people who vouched for me in the community and i wanted to create like a neighborhood based business yeah. but um, I didn't know where to begin so I started by making house calls my first two months in operation mm-hmm. started making house calls I had about 10 people sign up and then I something kind of fell into my lap where I was able to sublease a one-room office. Mm-hmm. It's about 200 square feet yeah. 184 square feet and that's where I service people at this time and now we have you know 250 members wow. so it's grown that that about in about 15 months. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. So is it just you running the business right now? Yep. Yeah, I'm the doctor. I do the billing. <laughs> I make the phone calls and pay the rent and all that kind of stuff. I, I do have students who rotate through like right. PA students from Wayne State, medical students from Wayne State, um, residents. I, you know, have a nurse practitioner who comes and hangs out with me on mm-hmm. Wednesdays at this time. So yeah. You know, I try to give back to students as well, I try to teach them what I know about family medicine. Okay, so can you explain kind of the difference
0: between direct primary care and any like traditional Yeah, things?
1: yeah, and traditional, I think we've all been there. You yeah. go to the doctor, you wait an hour, you get seen for 10 minutes, you can only ask one or two questions because they're in a rush, they're like checking their watch, trying to get out of there. And then they write you a script, you go to the pharmacy, you might wait another 30 minutes or an hour yeah. to pick up that medication, and you kind of have to take a whole half day away from work or maybe the entire day just to get something relatively simple taken care of. Mm-hmm. So in my model, it's less transactional and more relationship-based on a long term. Yeah. So people pay the membership, I guarantee on-time appointments, they come in, they might need 15 minutes, they might need an hour. Mm-hmm. It's really up to you how much time you need that's how much time I'll set aside to take care of whatever it might be. Right. And then, as an added perk, I have medications in the office. I do wholesale meds, so if you need something, nine times out of 10, I'll have it right on the shelf, and you'll walk out of it, so you don't have to make that second trip. Oh, I see. And uh, you know, usually traditional model is more expensive, and the prices aren't as transparent. In my model, you know, it's this, the prices right there, and the medication costs are printed on our website as well. So you know, from kind of like from soup to nuts, what you're getting. Yeah.
0: So how? I mean, it really seems like a like such a obvious thing for people to to do, right? Yeah. Uh, so. You know, you're getting a really personal relationship with your with your doctor, with your physician. Yeah. Uh, you get a lot lower of a, of a cost. So, so. why uh,
1: why isn't it more popular? Uh, you know. In, in yeah, territory? I think two things. I think uh, on the consumer side, or on the customer or patient side, it's an unfamiliar territory. Yeah. And it's not health insurance, right? That's right. the catch. Right. You know, the fifty dollars. Uh, Covers the health care portion of it Mm -hmm. and not health insurance. You still have to carry a health insurance policy. So, for people that's like, you mean I have to pay for health insurance and then health care? I don't know, man. (laughs) My argument is like, once you get comfortable with the service, you can kind of back down on your health insurance coverage because I can take care of the majority of what you might need in a year. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you might be able to save money in the long term. And then the other part of it is from the physician, like supply and demand. You know, the physician supply is low because, as for a doctor, you have to take a risk. You have to forego the guaranteed salary that you might get through a larger health ins- insurance-based practice. Right. And you have risk in starting a business and learning all the inside and outs of a business in addition to medical knowledge. Mm-hmm. A lot of doctors just, they ain't willing to do that. They're not willing to do yeah. that. So yeah. it's, you know, it's a two-sided issue i yeah that totally makes sense and i
0: since you're you're gaining traction uh really fast and a lot of momentum uh do you find it hard to be able to
1: care for so
0: many patients yeah
1: so i think one one thing is that i've added on average like 21 new people a month yeah so that's like one new person every work day right and so that allows me to spend um, a, typically an hour to an hour and a half with people on their first appointment, depending on how much they have going on. Mm-hmm. One initial appointment was two hours. This guy <laughs> had so many questions, but yeah. that's fine. Yeah. And and you know it's a front. The front end workload is pretty high in terms of getting records releases and doing all that. But then as they're comfortable with the service, their needs kind of taper off as we get things under control and all their questions answered and everything like that. So I think as I've ramped up, some of my busiest months have been kind of overwhelming, mm-hmm. but they've kind of been te- tempered with some slower months. Like yeah. December was a little bit slower because people are like, you know, Christmas is here and they're not really thinking about right. their health care. Right. But then January 1st came and people were like, hey, I have this new health insurance plan and I want to pair it with your service. Or my insurance cover changed or I changed jobs. And I've had a lot of people coming through this month. So... Long answer to your question, I know, but I think it's yeah. been so steady over time that the growth has been so steady that I've been able to manage it pretty, pretty well so far. Yeah. that's legitimate.
0: And uh, is out of all you know all these people that you're servicing, is there anybody that? I mean, I feel like you've probably come across some crazy stories or uh, like some characters. Um, is what? I feel like maybe sometimes, have you ever come across somebody that has a problem that is very heavy and they start telling you their life story and maybe you end up becoming like a psychologist at some point.
1: Yeah, I think in, in yeah. terms of like family medicine or scope is really broad. So like today I had an appointment with a 12 week old baby and that yeah. was like a well child visit <laughs> right. and that really makes my day because babies are super cute. <laughs> yeah. And then my oldest patient is 91. And I made a house call for them because she was having an issue that needed kind of some urgent surgical management. She had a hernia. Wow. And so we were, I was able to text the surgeon that day, get her in for an appointment that day. And then she had surgery the next morning. So, like, those are the kind of stories where this is really impactful. In terms of people like telling me their life story, and that's fine because I have enough time right. you know, to spend that hour and listen to that life story. Um, I might cut you off at the hour (laughs) mark and be like, yeah, maybe we can pick up this conversation next month. But in terms of like the scope of practice, I take care of diabetes and high blood pressure, but also depression and anxiety and listening to people's story is part of that understanding and part of that healing process. I believe that if I really know your story well enough to understand where you're coming from, Mm -hmm. the things that haven't worked in the past, the things that have worked in the past, I can be more robust our treatments going forward and more understanding to come up with the best plan. I see what you're saying. And
0: I feel like that helps you grow as a, as a caregiver.
1: Right. Yeah. If somebody has X, Y, and Z issue and A, B and C treatments didn't work, then I can start to think outside the box and try some other things. Maybe some complementary, alternative things or maybe mm-hmm. a medication that they haven't had. Yeah. And the time to understand what worked and what didn't can kind of accelerate my growth as a physician because I start to understand the full story.
0: Absolutely. Uh, So, another uh, thing with this podcast is that when I have people come on, I do want to talk about how uh, they went through their entrepreneurial journey, uh, kind of the roadblocks maybe they've encountered. Uh, So, before you started Plum Health, were you a practicing physician?
1: Yeah, so um, I graduated from residency in 2016. About June 30th was my graduation date, last day at work. Mm-hmm. woo Nice. I started Plum Health November 1st, so it was about four or five months in between the, those two dates. And in that time, I took two business courses, and I read as many, I'm, and I still read, I probably read about two books every month, mm-hmm. two to four books every month. I try to do one book every week, but yeah. sometimes it's tough. All <laughs> right. Um, and I think those business classes paired with reading other entrepreneurs' stories kind of helped me accelerate my growth as an entrepreneur myself. Yeah. Are there any books that you're reading that you recommend? Oh yes, for sure. Heck yes. Yeah. I love Gary Vee. Oh crush Gary I, V. Yeah, yeah, man. Just get in front of the camera. <laughs> tell them exactly what to do. My name is Dr. Paul Thomas. <laughs> and I'm delivering a yeah. That's like the Gary Vee that works to an extent, Yeah. but also like Sheryl Sandberg's lean in. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the th- biggest takeaways I took from that was um, like to, I think it's on their face on the wall of their business. They have um, done is better than perfect done is better than perfect right. and that for a physician, you know they don't tell you to do that in medical school, right? They, you, a lot of doctors have analysis paralysis where you overanalyze every aspect of a treatment decision. Mm-hmm. But in business, it's completely different. When you're seventy-five percent sure, eighty percent sure, you make a decision and you move forward. Yeah. And um, uh, Stanford has an entrepreneurial podcast saying one of their one of their business leaders said, you know, it's not the decisions, it's the decisiveness.
0: Oh yeah. That's right. A big
1: one. And then, um, I, right now I'm reading Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, okay. and one of the things that he's talking about is fail fast, fail often, you know, just yeah. make those decisions, make the mistakes, learn from them, and grow as quickly as you can.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely feel like a lot of people are very hesitant to even begin because they want everything perfect, yeah. and that in reality that'll never happen.
1: Yeah, it's never the perfect time. like. It's never the perfect time to start a business. It just no, never, isn't, never. and you're never ready to start a business. <laughs> you just either you either do it or you don't. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, another
0: thing is that you know, in Detroit is growing uh, in the startup scene. Uh, there's a lot of businesses interested in coming to Detroit, mm-hmm. uh, but there's also a lot of people here that want to start their own businesses. Um, whether it's in the medical field or in tech or whatever. Right. Right. Uh, and there's two viewpoints that I've come across. Uh, mm-hmm. one is that, uh, you know, there's not a lot of resources or not a lot of people here willing to connect with you and provide those resources for you. But then there's another group of people that are like, there's so many people here that are willing to help you out. Yeah. Uh, you just got to find them and connect with them because, uh, the space here is very open and collaborative. Uh, what have you found to
1: be true? I'm definitely in the second camp. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are so many people here who are willing to help. And there are so many opportunities. I'm talking to you. <laughs> like, get out there. So, Build Institute is a great resource. It, they, they do a sliding scale on tuition fees, but it's between zero and, I think, $499. If I'm misquoting them, sorry. But it's eight-week course. You learn kind of like soup to nuts how to run your business from branding, marketing, Um, to accounting and legal, to how you lay out your business, like how it should look in the physical space. So I love that class. Tech Town was like the next thing, the retail boot camp. I took that class, and that's a phenomenal resource as well. Um, Bamboo has a great ecosystem. Um, Amanda Luan and her team at Bamboo kind of cultivate the scene of entrepreneurship where they bring in guest speakers and lecturers, and you can get a hot desk, and then there's places like WeWork, which is like more corporate version of like co-working, but they also put on events and pitch competitions. There's like a WeWork creator awards in creator Detroit, Wars. and they gave out a ton of money. And then like Motor City Match. Yeah. You know, there's that, there's that whole channel. You're for, a testament to that, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. a Motor City Match winner. You can be too. You know, it's just the, all you have to do is write a business plan and pitch your idea and then get to know the Motor City Match people and mm-hmm. help them to understand your vision and why it's important for Detroit and what you can do for the residents here. Yeah. Um, there, I mean, I could go on and on. I'm, I'm going to keep going. I just pitched at Kaiba Accelerator last night, Oh yeah, and yeah. that was in front of investors and lawyers and accountants yeah. Yeah. and people who are really geeked about the entrepreneurial scene. So that's out there as well if you want to attend one of those and the the scene is welcoming and I I think 15 people came up to me after the pitch and handed me their business card and they were like if there's anything I can do yeah let me know and they varied from investors to accountants to just people in the community who wanted to see me succeed so I think to to answer your question there's a There's just so many resources in Detroit right now. Detroit's hot for entrepreneurship. It's so hot!
0: Yeah. Which is a huge reason why I wanted to start this thing and just let people know that, you know, there are a ton of people doing a ton of different things and, you know, anybody else can... Hey, guys. Uh, So at this point, the video actually stopped syncing with the audio and the camera stopped recording audio for some reason. And uh, I think it's because my SD cards just don't write fast enough. So like I said in my introduction, uh, introduction video, I'm learning. And unfortunately, the rest of the video is like, it's gone. Uh, there's a lot of good information on there. Uh, but I do, yeah, I do encourage you to go check out uh, Paul's website, uh, Plum Health dpc.com uh and check out what he's doing it's really amazing uh but thanks again for listening uh thanks for uh putting up with me won't happen and won't
1: happen again (laughs) sorry paul all right take it easy